Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, hello, everyone. This is uh, Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God. Biblical instructional program. I I used to do this program every uh, Saturday or Shabbat around nine thirty or nine o'clock. But based on my schedule now, <clears throat> I have to be a little more flexible. So I'm going to do the best I can to get this program on Saturdays. Uh, but if not, then I'm going to do the best I can to at least give a weekly program and of course uh, for those who are connected to the program and so forth you will receive notification either uh, via Facebook or uh, if you have a smartphone of course uh, you receive notification that I'm going to have the program of course you can listen to uh, the program in the archives you don't have to listen to me live all the time as well and so I have over uh, 200 and I'm almost close to 300 um, audio programs that you can use uh, to help you understand the Bible. All right, today I'm going to talk about a topic uh, that is very important, parable of the sower. And you know what a sower does, right? They, they plant seed. And so it's very important to understand this because many people today don't understand the process of how God calls someone to repentance and calls them to understand his words. And in John chapter 6, this is one of the foundational scriptures of this Bible study, John chapter 6, beginning in verse 44, it says, No man can come to me. So that means no one can come to the Messiah except the Father, which has sent me, draw him. And let's focus on that word draw a little bit. The word draw means to drag. And if I look up there's Greek dictionary, it means to draw draw by inward power to lead, to impel. And so what the Father does is impel an individual 
and he says, I will raise him up at the last day. Now, let's understand something. The Father, by his miraculous Holy Spirit, leads an individual or impels them to seek the Messiah, to the Messiah, the true Messiah of the Bible, the Messiah that said the following. Hold your place in John chapter 6, verse 44. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. He states plainly, Think not that I have come to destroy the law. Destroy in the Greek means to loosen down, to demolish, or the prophets. Now let's understand that Moshe or Moses was a prophet. And so this plain statement, is, this is plain. And if you have God's spirit or if God's spirit is working with you, you would understand this. He's telling you that he did not come to destroy Moses. Now, if he didn't come to destroy Moses, then all of Moses' writings are not destroyed either by the Messiah. He says, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And that word simply means to complete the understanding of what Moses and the prophets wrote. It does not mean what many people have been brainwashed to believe, that he came to keep the Torah or the law so we don't have to. No, that's not what it's saying. And unfortunately, that is uh, a very popular false teaching. A very popular false teaching that has been circulated for many years in Christianity. In John 7, verse 19, John 7, verse 19, the Messiah plainly stated, Did not Moshe or Moses give you the Torah or the law? For those who are listening to me for the first time, law. In the Old and New Testament, should be translated Torah. Torah, Hebraically, means the instructions and doctrines. Doctrines means teachings of God, which is the entire Bible. Did not Moses give you the, the law? Now, getting back to Judaism, the first five books of the Bible is considered the law. However, many uh, or significant amount of rabbis also understand and teach that the entire Tanakh, which is the Hebrew for Old Testament, uh, the entire Tanakh can be considered also the Torah because it's the instructions, doctrines, and teachings of God. But anyway, did not Moses give you the Torah? So in this context, though, he's talking about the first five books. Did not Moshe give you the Torah? Or the law, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And yet none of you keep the law. <laughs> All right, so he's saying that none of them, the majority, okay, because some did. But when God talks this way, uh, there's certainly quite a few examples. He's talking about the majority. and so many that is it's like no one's keeping it. That's what he's talking about here. Uh the Greek for this is to make or do the law. Okay? So why do you go about to kill me? And so one of the reasons why he came is to, is, is to help his fellow Jews understand the law. 
the instructions and doctrines of God. Not to destroy it. Not to destroy it. All right? And this word also can mean verify, to preach, to fully preach. So let's get back to John 6, verse 44. So we should understand here that that the Father, this is all the Father's show, ladies and gentlemen. He is the top being in the universe, and he has a son, God the Son, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, that's his English name, Hebrew, Yeshua Messiah. And he draws people to his son. That's what he does. But not everyone is drawn to him at this time. Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. They shall be. That's a future prophecy. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father comes unto me. And so this simply this simply tells us the following. Let's turn to, hold your place in John 6, verse 45. Let's turn to John chapter 17. John chapter 17, uh, beginning in verse 1. These words spake Yeshua, or Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. Now, it's talking about two separate beings. Verse 2. As thou hast given him power, so there's another being that gave him power, which is the Father over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Now, I'll just explain to you how that happens uh, based on John 6, verse 44 to 45. He uh, mightily influences someone to seek the Messiah, the true Messiah of the Bible. And this is a and this is life eternal. So if you want a summation of what eternal life is all about, they might know thee, the only true God, and Yeshua Messiah, whom thou hast sent. So understanding eternal life, what it's all about, starts with understanding who the Father is and who the Son is. All right, so let's go back to John six verse 45 it is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught of God every man therefore that have heard and have learned of the father comes unto me now some people may read the scripture and say oh they should be all taught of God well that means that I don't need any man to teach me <laughs> no that's not what it's saying let's turn to Romans Romans chapter 10 verse 14 it states plainly, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? All right, so a preacher is involved in this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Bible was written by men. Men, uh, God has used men and will continue to use men to preach the truth. Uh, Romans 10, verse 17 says, So then faith, or trust, comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so it's not so much, uh, the emphasis should not be so much on video and, and seeing things. It should be more on listening, being able to be patient enough to listen, to listen to what a teacher is telling you. And if you don't have that ability, 
or if you lack that ability, it's going to be very difficult for you not only to understand the Bible, but anything. But here's another thing before I get into a detailed discussion of the, the, the parable of the uh, sower. James 1, verse 3, it says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. So with faith or trust, you have to have patience. Verse 4, But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. And then verse 5, If anyone is listening to me or listening to someone else and they're preaching the truth and you don't understand, this is what you need to do. Verse 5, If you any of you lack wisdom, <clears throat> Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraid of not, and it shall be given unto him. And he says, verse 6, But let him ask in faith, not wavering or doubting, for he that wavereth is like a wave of sea driven with the wind and tossed. And, and he says right here as a warning to all of us, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And, and verse 8, A double-minded mind, a double-minded mind oh boy, a double-minded man, <laughs> a double-minded mind, uh, it could be a double-minded mind, but anyway, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All right, so let's go back to um, the parable here and the remaining minutes that I have, 17 minutes. All right. He states here in verse 3, and he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a um, sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who have ears to hear, which is a Jewish idiom, if you understand, let yourself understand. And in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 13, And the disciples or his students came and said unto him, Why do you speak unto them in parables? And he answered unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given, which proves that not everybody is being called in this age right now. And I know some people have a, well, quite a few have a difficult time understanding that, but the Bible reveals that. Verse 12, For whosoever hath to him shall be given. And he shall have more abundance, but whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away even what he has had. Verse 13, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And I have encountered this uh, with people that generally are against this message. Uh, they don't understand what I'm talking about. Um, and I find that people that have that seek me through the, the advertisement that I do, they want to learn, they want to understand, and they I don't recall anyone telling me that they didn't understand what I was telling them because God drew them to me. Uh, drawing you to Messiah, but Messiah has other shepherds, and I'm one of them, that he uses to teach his truth. And so he's going to draw you to a particular shepherd to learn this truth and 
you know, I think some people have a difficult time accepting that or understanding that, but that's obvious when you understand the scriptures properly. Verse 13, therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, by hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. And here's the reason why. Verse 15, for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, that at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart and, be, and should be converted. And that simply means coming to the knowledge of the truth, ladies and gentlemen, to, to be converted. Hold your place here in Matthew 13, verse 15. And we're going to turn to Acts chapter 28 to get the full definition of what conversion means. Acts chapter 28. Verse 26, and, and Paul is just repeating what Messiah said here. Uh, Acts 28, verse 26, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall hear, and I perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed. So they closed their own eyes, that not they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So being converted means stand with your heart. So being able to understand the Bible is a process of conversion. And then you become spiritually healed. And then in verse 28 says, Be it known therefore unto the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles. These are people who aren't Jews. And they shall hear it, or they shall understand it. That's a prophecy. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. He's talking to a Jewish audience here, but this certainly can be applied to any human being. Verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they understand or hear. Verse 17, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things which you see and have not seen them and hear those things which you hear and they have not heard them. Verse 18, so he's going to break this parable down of the sower. So let's pay attention. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one. Who's the wicked one? Well, Revelation 12 verse 9 tells us a nice summary of the wicked one. He's the one that deceives the whole world or tricks the whole world into deception. Hatzatan, Hebrew, English, the devil, Satan. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away, the word catches away means seize, the pluck, that which was sown or planted in his mind or heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Verse 20, but he that receives the seed into the stony place is the same is he that hears the word and is full of joy. You know, and I understand this because I've been doing ministry for quite a long time, over a decade. But I've been teaching people for like 30 years the Bible. And I, I, I live these, I, I know this process. And it, it, happened, it happens exactly the way he describes it here. But he that receives the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears the word and anuns with joy, um, receive of it. Verse 21, Yet have he not root in himself, but endureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, 
by and by he is offended or he falls away or she falls away. And so, you know, the Messiah stated plainly that this is not going to be an easy walk, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to require some things that most people don't want to give up. And I try to tell people when, when they when they get into this that this is not something to take very lightly. And I, sometimes I wonder, do they really are they really listening and understanding what I'm telling them? That this is going to be a very difficult walk, and you have to uh, make sure that um, you know what you're getting yourself into. Matthew 10, verse 34 says, Think not that I have come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace but a sword. Verse 35, for I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. I've lived these scriptures too. And a man's foe shall be of his own household. Verse 37, He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Is not worthy of me. You know, and these are serious scriptures here. And then in Luke 14, the companion scripture to this, Luke 14, verse 26, plainly states, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and, and his wife, uh, hate means uh, love less than him, children and brethren and sisters, yes, his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I mean, th this is plain, ladies and gentlemen. This is plain, what he's saying. So back to Matthew 13, verse 15, in the nine minutes I have left here. Um, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. And so anyway, let me go back down here to uh, verse 22 here. And so because of persecution, they, they fall away. They can't take it, and the Bible has promised that we're going to get persecuted, ladies and gentlemen. But he's going to help us through the persecution of uh, Matthew 13, verse 22, He also that received the seed among the thorns is he that hears the word, and the care of the world and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. So this is an individual that that he lets the world, the influence of the world gets to him to the point of where it chokes the word, his understanding or her understanding of the word, and they become unfruitful. In other words, they don't do anything. They're not keeping the commandments. They're not doing righteous works. Verse 23, now, this this is where we need to all focus on. This is where we want to be, all of us, when we're called. Matthew 13, verse 23. But he that receives his seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. And this reminds me of Psalm, the first chapter. This read is a beautiful chapter. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But his delight, his delight, Hebrew for that, his pleasure, his desire, his valuable thing, is in the Torah of the Lord, and in the law does he meditate or think about it in Hebrew. He ponders it day and night. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit, his good works, and his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does, doing, you have to do something, shall prosper. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Shaft, 
or the chaff, rather, which the wind driveth away. Verse 5, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish, unless, of course, they repent. Okay, so it's very important to understand this process, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not everybody that is called, and I know this <laughs> dealing in ministry, they don't respond uh, accordingly and bear fruit like they should. Some do, some don't. But that that's, that's the way it is uh, when we're talking about dealing with the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So the important thing is bearing fruit, your behavior, how you treat God, and, and how you treat mankind. And so when God is calling us to understand his truth, we better make sure, we better make sure that we want to obey him and that we have a desire to, to, to want to learn and to, no matter how hard it, no matter, no matter how hard or what the challenge is. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 17, let's go there. Verse 16 states the following. It says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring good fruit. Brings forth not good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Whereby by their fruit, their behavior, how they act and how they treat you and, and God and, and so forth, you shall know who, who is of God and who isn't of God. That's just plain and simple to understand if you have the Spirit. Matthew 12, verse 13. It says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. And And, and many times, well, a good number of times anyway in the Bible, uh, fruit is certainly defined as behavior, how you treat people. Then the tree is talking about a human being. And so, parable of the sower gives you four different characteristics. Now, I could have gotten into more detail about that uh, in reference to uh, Jewish teachings about four different uh, characteristics of mankind, but that's another Bible study. But, the important thing to understand is that there's people respond to the call of God four different ways. The way we all want to respond to God, the preferred way is, is let me read it again. Matthew chapter 13. This is the way we all need to strive to respond to the call of God when he's calling us to understand his ways, his true ways. Verse 23, so he that receives the seed unto the good ground 
is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And so that's that's the way we would want we would like for that to occur. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that's it with the the parable of the sower. If you have any other questions or concerns, please email me at canard at mercifulservantsofgod.com. Y'all willing, I'll be available to speak to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.